Good afternoon. Good morning. Good evening. GMAE. So that would be good morning, afternoon, evening. Uh, this is episode 16 of Potholes and Cadillac Dreams. Going to be a little bit different today. Um, sad day for a lot of us. As many of you know, I live at the Latitude Margaritaville uh, project here in Daytona Beach. Um, it's, a, uh, it's a rough day for a lot of people here. Uh, but especially for me and a lot of people who have followed uh, Jimmy Buffett for quite a while. Um, unfortunately, as you all know, he passed away yesterday, uh, September 1st, one of those days that I'll probably remember, along with August 16th, which is the day that Elvis Presley died. Uh, where was I when I heard... Uh, it was this morning. I was actually making coffee for Doreen and I, and she said, oh my God, Jimmy Buffett died. I had not heard anything about it last night. I hadn't heard anything about it during the day. Heard about it this morning. Um, we have some folks here that are huge fans of Jimmy Buffett. I mean, much, actually much bigger than me. I mean, you can see I have my t-shirt on in honor of him. Uh, but there are people out here who belong to clubs, who who exchange concert in, uh, videos and, and, so and live songs and all kinds of stuff. I wasn't that big a fan. I actually had been to his concerts, I want to say about 30 times. Um, we used to go to Meriwether Post Pavilion. This is in uh, this is in Maryland, and uh, Columbia, Maryland. It came to me just at the last moment. Thank goodness, Columbia, Maryland, Meriwether Post Pavilion. And I remember seeing Jimmy Buffett there. Uh, it was with my first wife um, and my buddy Jeff and his wife and several other folks. I believe Greg and his wife were there too. The other gentleman I mentioned, I met, I've mentioned all of them. You met you met Jeff in episode thirteen. You heard about Greg, I think, episode two. Um, anyway, we all went to see Jimmy Buffett, and we drank this horrible concoction, which was peppermint schnapps and Pepsi Cola. I mean, that's just that's not good. It, it's just not. Don't try this at home. We were at the time professionals, so yeah. Uh, Peppermint schnapps and Pepsi Cola. It was a terrible, but we loved it. We drank a whole bunch of it. We got to the concert, and for the last oh third of the first part, he always had two two halves to his concerts. Uh, for the last third, my buddy Jeff and I were looking at each other like, "Oh golly day, are we going to make this, or are we going to have to make a weedle right here on the grass?" We were in the the grassy area. We didn't have seats. We were, um, you know, sitting there in the grass and we thought, oh, this is not good. This is just not going to be good. The moment he finished his last song and said, uh, we'll be right back and just, my buddy was up. Now, my buddy, as you saw, is a big guy. Uh, you couldn't tell on the video, but he's 6'4". At the time, he's probably about 225, roughly. Big guy, though. What I did is I hooked my finger, my index finger, like so. I hooked it in 
to his belt loop on the back, and he took off running, and I was right behind him, and he was just knocking people over. It was, it was a sight to behold. Um, I can only imagine that he must have injured dozens of people on the way to the, to the men's room. We got there, very, very, very short line, thank goodness, because of his speed and dexterity and the fact that he just, basically wasn't taking no for an answer. It's one of those deals where if you got to go, you got to go, and we went. So, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a memory. Uh, we saw him at, at uh, Merriweather Post a few times. We saw him at what was then the Nissan Pavilion in uh, just outside of Fairfax, Virginia. I can't remember the exact location, but we saw him there a bunch of times. Um, it was always a good concert. It was always a good time because you knew the music. I mean, he basically, I mean, honestly, if I really have to, to tell you, uh, if you've never seen the man, uh, he basically did the same show for God knows how many years. I mean, he just did. But he would package it in a different way. You know, first one time it was they were headed to the moon, another time they were headed to an island, then another time they were headed here, then they were there. They were always going somewhere, and there was always, you know, a new type of stage set up and what have you. But it basically was the same set list over and over and over. And of course, that's what people came for. Uh, a lot of groups or a lot of artists don't understand that the reason there are 20,000 people in an auto, in an arena or in a, in a stadium or whatever is not to hear the new stuff. It's to hear the old stuff. It's just the way it is. And he understood that. And what happened was, and I think it happened, it started to happen when we were seeing him at Nissan Pavilion. I can't remember what year it is, but you're talking maybe early, late 1990s, early 2000s something like that, we were told by one of the concessionaires that the t-shirts were new because, quote, Jimmy's doing them and we're selling them. That's what he said. He said, Jimmy's doing them, we're selling them. That's the first time we'd heard anything like that, but the t-shirts are better. I mean, this is one of them. This is, I think I bought this, oh, this in the late, like I say, a late 90s, early 2000s. It's got um, a bunch of the songs on there. Um, and some songs on the back too. But anyway, it's, it's my favorite Jimmy Buffett t-shirt. So we went there and got, and I got this shirt and, and come to find out we, uh, at some point we were in Orlando, Florida, and I cannot remember what for. I want to say it might've been for a golf show. This would have been 19, late, late, late 1990s, I'm thinking. And it was the first, the very first Margaritaville store, uh, not the Landshark restaurants or anything like that, but it was a Margaritaville store that carried a bunch of Buffett stuff. And uh, we discovered that there and, and had a fine time and spent lots of disposable income. And then, of course, he went from that to restaurants, from that to hotels, from that to resorts, from that to a cruise ship, from that to where I'm living right now, which is uh, built by a company called Minto, but essentially licensing fees and whatever, it's basically got Jimmy Buffett all over it. Latitude Margaritaville, uh, got a lot of his sayings here, a lot of a lot of uh, stuff involving the titles of his songs, like We Live on Parrot Lane. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, High Tide Lane, uh, Margaritaville Avenue, that type of thing. So it's 
He made lots, 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 lots of money from uh, licensing fees and what have you. Uh, he was the first one that really discovered Sirius and had, uh, uh, what was it, Margaritaville Radio. A Radio Margaritaville, that's what he called it, Radio Margaritaville. He used to broadcast his concerts live over Radio Margaritaville for every, every concert, which was very, very innovative and very, very new at the time. And of course, then he would package them and sell them and, and people would buy them. And from what I understand, according to someone who read, I guess this is obituary today, he was worth well over a billion, billion, that's with a B, billion dollars at the time of his passing. A lot, a lot of memories. Um, his tailgates were legendary. If you've ever been to a concert of his in his later years, a lot of the parrot heads would get there early, 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 early and set up their own pools, set up their own slides, set up their own sandy areas, sandy beaches, if you want to call them, and drink, 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 drink. And then, of course, once you wanted to get out of the concert, it was almost impossible because you had all these people with all this mess all over everywhere. So you just assumed that you were going to you know, it was going to take some time to get the hell out of whatever venue you saw him in. Um, I, uh, I enjoyed his music. I have a lot of it downloaded in my phone. Um, my buddy Jeff actually was very upset, as was my wife, actually. She was very upset, even though she's never been to a concert. She never went to a, uh, a Jimmy Buffett concert, was, but was very, very upset about uh, his passing. And uh, my buddy Jeff said he was one of the voices of his youth, which is true for him and I. Um, you know, we, we first met in 1975 when, uh, in George Mason University, January 1975. And in his basement uh, is a picture that I had done. Uh, I was him and I in senior year of college. I think it's probably the only picture around that has him with a cigar sticking out of his mouth. And we both have Redskins caps on. And um, all around it are the name of Jimmy Buffett tunes. And that was the, the frame that I gave him. Uh, and that's still hanging up in his basement. Um, it was uh, it was magical. It um, And I, I'm sorry for the, for the amount of of quiet time you're hearing, particularly you uh, podcasters. Love you guys. Love you. Please like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. I know that I've got a lot of dead air, but like and subscribe anyway, because I'm a nice guy and I feel bad that Jimmy Buffett died. That's a good reason. It's a good enough reason for as any that I get that guy at the moment. Um, Favorite songs. Let's see. Let me think. Um... Pirate Looks at 40 would be one, obviously, because me being 67, I can relate to that song. Um, he went to Paris, which if you listen to his early music, now I don't know if he said it later on, um, you know, the last few years, but I know he would say quite often in concerts that uh, he went to Paris was the his... Most favorite song, best thing, best thing he feels he ever wrote, his personal favorite. Um, I had recently discovered a song 
uh, that he did, and I mean just recently, um, within the last couple of years or so. Um, and I'm just trying to think of, of the, and the name escapes me. Isn't that terrible? I'm going to tell you all about this. Well, anyway, I can describe it to you. It's about a poet. Oh, a poet before his time. There we go. If I said poet, and there we go. A poet before his time. Really, really good song. I tend to like his quieter. I mean, the ones I've mentioned is ba are basically songs that you listen to, maybe with a drink in your hand, and you think, and you just kind of contemplate your life and where you've gone, where you've been, what you've done. And the songs that he did like that are those that I, I, uh, I enjoyed more, honestly. Uh, the one that Jeff and I always referred to was a song that he did about his late grandfather. And he had written it just a short time before he did a live show, I think his first live album, from the Fox Theater in Atlanta, Georgia. And it was called The Captain and the Kid. And even though Jeff is actually younger than I am, uh, he was always the captain and I was always the kid. And we would refer to that song. As a matter of fact, that particular song is very, uh, very close to the... Um, almost right under the the picture of him and I. And uh, so that's, that's how I feel today. It's kind of reflective. It's, um, it's tough to be sad uh, because, I mean, we all, we talked about this in episode seven, all of us face it one day, the ultimate pothole. But it's, it's nice to think about the fact that he lived his life the way he wanted to live it. He lived his life, and I have a funny feeling, enjoyed quite a bit of it, maybe most, uh, maybe more than most of us. Uh, once he discovered, and he, he says this in many an interview, he kind of ran into the fact that he was a businessman. He never considered himself a businessman. He went to Key West. He moved to Key West, Florida, uh, found his what he calls his voice there, and um, you know was just a singer and sang songs and filled you know if not uh, stadiums and arenas and and uh, venues and whatever and made a very very good living. And then all of a sudden he realized, oh my God, I'm I'm making money doing these T-shirts and I'm you know I'm making money doing. The, I think he had a seaplane too. Did seaplanes like to New Orleans or something? And he all of a sudden realized, oh my God, I'm I know what I'm doing here. It's crazy. He said he just kind of fell into it, and I guess he did. And um, it's a cool thing that he did. It's a cool thing that he was able to not only be creative in terms of his music and in terms of his writing. Um, obviously, he wrote several books. Uh, he had a Broadway show. Um, so he had a lot of creativity there, but then creativity in the way of, of business and f and not really discovering ways to make money, but using the characters and the lifestyle and the um, the laid backness. Is that a word? Laid backness, kind of the you know Margaritaville toes in the sand type of uh, on a on a boat sailing somewhere. That, that type of leisurely lifestyle and turned it into something that was extremely lucrative and good for him. Good on him. 
Um, from what I understand, and I have not really done any sort of research, so I'm just going right off the top of my head here. Um, I believe he was married to the same woman for like umpteen years, which is, again, good on him. Um, obviously, he I know of one daughter that uh, you see on several of his... Uh, on several of his uh, songs, his his videos, and what have you. So I know of one because he wrote about her in in a couple of songs. Uh, I don't know of any other children, um, but I do know that he left behind a legion of admirers and friends and and millions and millions of fans who loved his work and who thought that he was uh, very very special. And uh, he was. He carved out a niche for himself and made it his own. And anytime anybody does anything about the ocean or about the, about the beaches or about margaritas or about uh, anything involving uh, sun, surf, and sand, they refer to it as a Jimmy Buffett song. Even though they may have written it or whatever, it's always kind of a, a nod of the head or a tip of the cap to the guy who created this this little this little corner of the musical world for everybody to to uh, enjoy and for occasionally some folks to 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 dip their toe in, dip their toe in. Oh, how about that? See, kind of a backhanded reference. That was really good. Um, I'm I just looked quickly down. And I was at the 17 minute, 47 second mark. I don't know what else I can talk about in the way of Jimmy Buffett. All I know is that, like my buddy said, he was one of the voices of my youth. He was a voice that um, followed me from uh, Virginia to Arizona back to Virginia, up to Bar Harbor, Maine, down to Daytona, Florida, where I'm now residing at Latitude Margaritaville, uh, a signature resort, not resort, community, signature community. So he's followed me around ever since I was in college, and uh, it ends uh, yesterday. September 1st, 2023, I will uh, continue to enjoy his music. I will continue to enjoy the friends I have made here who love his music and who know all kinds of interesting tidbits about him and his music and his life. I will put Jimmy Buffett on when I want to sit with a Jack Daniels or a Jack and Honey or a Peach Whiskey and a few uh, and a few ice cubes and just sit and think and contemplate and remember all the things that I've done and all the people I've seen and the people I've known and loved and um, places that I have been, places that I haven't been, places that I wish I could have gone. I will listen to his voice 
and I will give him my utmost respect and I will listen to the same words that I've heard over and over and over again but yet every time he sings them I think of new things and they have new meanings and that's basically it for today Demi Bennett Demi Bennett Demi Bennett if you know her love to talk to her congratulations to Demi Bennett if she ever hears this, I heard she got engaged. I think that's very cool. Very, very cool indeed. Um, and then there's Tracy Martin. Tracy Martin, Tracy Martin Salters. Tracy Martin Salters. Would love to talk to her. But today is all about Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett. Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett, Jimmy Buffett. I want you all to have a great day. I want you all to have a wonderful weekend. Um, listen to some uh, Jimmy this weekend, and I think you'll, uh, I think you'll enjoy it. Thank you, Jimmy, for all the memories. Thank you, Jimmy, for all the laughs and the fun. Thank you, guys, for listening. Like and subscribe. Like and subscribe. Please, please, in honor of the great Jimmy Buffett. <laughs> Since he's became such a great businessman and a great entrepreneur, in honor of the great Jimmy Buffett, like and subscribe. I appreciate it, guys. Have a great weekend and a great week, and I'll see you next week.